Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Welcome and thank you for joining us on another episode of Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. This is a show about your health, your life, and much more with our rotating cast of experts. You can catch up on past shows on talk1370.com slash experts. If you have a question you would like answered by any of our experts, you can email us, asktheexperts at talk1370.com. And joining us on the program today is Roland Lopez, project manager for GenPro Roofing. Roland comes to the studio with 44 years of experience and has let me know that GenPro Roofing has been around since 2003. Roland, welcome to the program. Good morning. So would you please introduce yourself to our listeners, let them know a little bit about what you do and a little bit about GenPro Roofing. I started roofing when I was 17 years old. That's been 44 years ago, more or less. <laughs> uh, summer of 73, I remember I remember the day I started roofing and um, have been roofing ever since. I started doing shingles, roofing shingles, uh, installing shingles, and um, then went to hot tar and gravel, built up roofs, and uh, wood shingles, all types of shingles, uh, all types of roofing. And um, in 1980... I started uh, fixing leaks. I started uh, working for a company with a pickup truck and a hot tar kettle and started fixing leaks every day for about two years and found out I was uh, I was great at it. So I've, uh, I was able to fix leaks others couldn't fix. For instance, I went to a Whataburger one day to go fix a leak. They had like five contractors go over there and couldn't fix the leak. I fixed it the first time. And <laughs> ever since then, I've just... Uh, became an expert at it. Can you let us know a little bit about the trustworthiness of GenPro Roofing? Well, uh, back in the day before I started roofing with GenPro, uh, you know, I was younger and uh, made mistakes. And uh, my mistakes were hiring the wrong people. You know, you have to have someone that's really dependable, honest. And um, we've had the same crew for the last 14 years. Uh, so, and I've trained everybody uh, to, do the, to do the job the way I want it done, it just makes a big difference. Keeping employees for 14 years, it's, it's fairly impressive. So GenPro Roofing does everything from repairing leaking roofs uh, to installing skylights, carports, and much more. So, Roland, how do you fasten turn back base at wall? Okay, that's... Um, what does that mean for our listeners? Well, what it is, it's, it's the flashing that goes against the wall. It goes underneath the siding right at the base right at the base where the shingles are going to overlap that turnback base. To fasten that, it's going to go underneath the siding, right? You can't install any nails on the flashing itself. So on the edge of the flashing where the lip is at, it's going to have a little bit, a little lip about a, oh, about a quarter inch, quarter inch, three-eighths inch lip. Uh, the the flashing itself is an L flashing, and it's got a, so that's about five by five, and uh, five inches upward, 
It's uh, it's a 90 degree angle of flashing, and uh, it come, comes out five inches with a lip on it to catch the water to make sure that that water doesn't doesn't leak underneath and go inside your wall. And uh, the shingles are overlapping that. And you have to, you can't put any nails in it. So what you do is you put the nail at the edge of the flashing with the head of the nail just to catch the lip. Mm-hmm. You know, so so that's the only way you can do it. And it that's the way it works. Now, how would you permanently seal a hole or maybe a leak with fiberglass? Well, uh, that's old school. That's old school. Not too many people do that. Uh, they use caulking, usually um, NP1 or whatever, uh, polyurethane. But um, the old school way is we um, would use uh, plastic cement, plastic cement, like you're going to just, um, let's say there's a big, a big hole on your roof, I've done a really big hole in the roof, and I, and I put the plastic cement around the, the decking, on the, over the paper and everything, over the shingles, whatever, whatever, whatever the roofing material is, and uh, just, to, just to have a place for, it, for that fiberglass to adhere. You don't want to put the plastic cement on too thick. You just want to just paint it on there more or less, have it really thin coat, and then put the fiberglass and then put another thin coat of plastic cement and then put another fiberglass on it, another thin coat of, of uh, plastic cement. You have to have two plies, uh, two coats of fiberglass and three coats of plastic cement. And usually that'll really last a really long time. It should it should be a permanent way to fix your fix the leak. I... Um, I always said I, I fixed when I fixed the leaks they outlast the rest of the roof. <laughs> They're probably the warranty as well, yes, right? Yes, sir. <laughs> well, that's good. Uh, well, like actually, um, how do you properly fasten a base flashing? Well, uh, what the deal is is a lot of these roofers, what they'll do is they'll when they fasten the base flashing like on a vent. There's a PVC or a, or a, let's say an exhaust vent. It's a metal low slope, low slope, uh, low profile metal exhaust vent okay the corners the bottom corners are going to have to get fastened right so that so that the flashing doesn't you know blow up with the wind or whatever um so when you put the nail on there you got to make sure you, you stay away from the edges of the flashing uh so you kind of maybe put it in a 45 degree angle at the corners uh away from the edges because the water will travel underneath the edge and you know that nail within years will start to the, the flashing will get loose. It doesn't. It doesn't make any difference. I mean, it's going to come loose because of uh, you know uh, <laughs> storm damage or whatever. Mm-hmm. So and and you just have to properly nail it away from the edges. Use at least three or four nails, depending on how uh, large the uh, the base flashing is. Usually, they're maybe uh, at the most maybe about a foot wide. Well, how long does a typical roof come with a warranty? Um, is it 15 years, 20 years? Well, back in the day, they used to, you know, when I first started roofing, there were 15-year warranty. The workmanship, mm-hmm. the manufacturer warranty was 15. Then a few years later, it went up to 20. In the last five years, I think it went up to 25, 25-year warranty. What happened is they, uh, they added more oil saturation mm-hmm. uh, in, the, in the material and um, more granules, so it has better reflectivity. And they upgraded the wind warranties. Uh, uh, for instance, a 25-year shingle is um, has a 60-mile-an-hour wind warranty. Uh, the uh, the lifetime the 30-year shingle was upgraded to a lifetime shingle, and uh, uh, what they is they did the same thing to it. Uh, they 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 upgraded it, and they also upgraded the wind warranty from 110 to 130-mile-an-hour wind warranty. Uh, but you have to use six nails. It's just not. Four nails is a standard, especially on a steeper roof. 
you have to use six nails and it will, you know, because the steeper roofs and, the, and then the, the two-story roofs were higher or <laughs> uh, the wind blows a lot, a lot harder. And would you say that with a 20 or 25-year shingle, should it should that be at least a minimum that it should last with its warranty? Well, it all, again, what, uh, it doesn't matter uh, if it's a 25-year warranty shingle. It's going to be all uh, depending on who installs the roof, who installs the shingle. I mean, because I see these roofers that they they nail too high on the shingle and um, and then they, they put a nail over the sealant. And it and that right there takes away from the from the sealant because you know that that nail is pretty big the head of that nail is pretty big, and um, and it's all going also going to depend on the ventilation and stuff of uh, because you have to have a balanced intake and exhaust system, or or the roof or the roof's going to overheat no matter what and just and it's going to deteriorate twice as fast. So it's more than just the quality of the product; it's the quality of the work that goes in. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Uh, yes, sir. Uh, some people don't care about uh, uh, quality. They care more about what they're spending. Well, and, you know, if you're just joining us, this is Ask the Experts. I'm your host, Matt Alvers, and I'm sitting down with Roland Lopez, the project manager for Gen Pro Roofing. And if you would like to get in contact with Gen Pro Roofing, you can do so by calling them today at 512-573-0055. Again, that's 512 Roland, we have a few minutes before the break. I have another question for you. How do you install a second layer over an existing roof? To do that, you have to cut all the edges around the around the around the perimeter of of the roof, uh, right at the fascia board, which is right at the edge. You have to cut it cut it even, cut it even, and then you have to that way that way when you install the the second layer over it, you can't see the layer underneath. What we do is we installed a a really wide metal drip edge. Over the over the first layer after we cut it, uh, like a two by two metal edge, uh, and um, and then we when we installed our our second layer, you have to butt the bot the top of the of that of that second layer shingle with the bottom of the existing layer. That way it it stays even. Uh, so and and so you have to follow follow the uh, the first layer, butt it at the bottom. Uh, that first layer, and it and it stays it stays really flat. Has a nice flat surface. Now, Roland, we live in the Central Texas area, so we're no stranger to extreme heat or even just ever changing weather. You know, it, it can snow one day and be seventy degrees the next day. Uh, spring and winter intermix here, so we always have the potential for severe weather and possibly hail. So, why should your shingles be replaced after a hailstorm? Well, what happens when when uh, hail hits the the shingle, the the granules, the, you'll see granules all over the place. You'll see them in your gutter, mm-hmm. you'll see them all over your rear patio, uh, and what happens is you it compromises the the reflectivity of the roof system. So, I mean, and the reflectivity that's what's going to that's what makes your your keeps your roof cool, right? Keeps it from overheating. So, and your uh, house cool. As yes, well. sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And. Uh, <laughs> And also, it could start to leak, depending on how bad that hill was. <laughs> and for anyone just tuning in, you're listening to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. Today, we're sitting down with Roland Lopez, the project manager for Gen Pro Roofing. Roland joins the program with 44 years of experience. We're going to step aside for a quick break. And when we come back, I'm going to ask Roland on how you would know if you need a new roof. 
Again, you're listening to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. Talk 1370. Welcome back to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. Today we're speaking with Roland Lopez, the project manager for Gen Pro Roofing. Roland comes to us with 44 years of experience, and I want to make sure to let you guys know that Gen Pro Roofing is located in Kyle, Texas, but they do serve the greater Austin area, and they have been doing so since 2003. Roland, before we went on the break, I teased that I would let our listeners know when they would need a new roof. Would you be kind enough to answer that question for us? How would they know when they need a new roof? Well, first of all, you can if you're just on the ground, you don't want to get up on the roof. Right. You can see you can see where maybe uh, the shingles start curling, or they're all blemished and stuff. I mean, you just look at the roof. And say, wow, this roof is uh, is looks wore out. Uh, but if you get on the roof and stuff, uh, you'll see the edges of the shingles. You'll start seeing fiberglass, all the granules knocked off, uh, worn out look. The first thing that happens also is you'll start getting shingles blowing off because the ceiling has become brittle because mm-hmm. of overheating. And uh, <laughs> and once that starts to happen, you know, that means your 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 roof system's been compromised. So uh, you're, you're going to need a new roof no matter what. I mean, uh, I mean, you can, uh, if, what I've done before is I, uh, for the homeowner, I've, uh, I've gone back and sealed every shingle on their roof you know, just to make sure it doesn't blow off if they can't afford, you know, a new roof. Otherwise, you know, you you can tell just by looks uh, when you need a new roof uh, and you start getting leaks. That also uh, might be just from uh, a poor workmanship. Well, <laughs> your roof will not last as long as it should if you have poor workmanship. So, and uh, that, even if you have a newer roof, uh, well, it's going to be time to, to replace it anyway. Yeah. Well, and, and that would answer that question. Can a roof get too hot? Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. What happens What happens? Are, uh, when a roof gets too hot, uh, what the decking starts getting uh, kind of kind of warped. You'll, you'll be able to see. You'll be able to see from the ground. You'll start seeing you get a warping. And uh, then the shingles blow off, start blowing off because the roof has been getting too hot for too long. Mm-hmm. But... Um, to 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 keep from doing that is you have to have a balanced intake and exhaust system, and uh, homeowners don't know that. Uh, uh, what what we do is we install we installed a ridge vent uh, that's been that's been around for I don't know ten or twelve years at least maybe well a little longer than that, but uh, it's called the Cobra ridge vent. It's mm-hmm. uh, it's got an airplane wing effect. It's called the Bonoli wing effect. It actually is the same the same effect that makes the airplane wing rise, the airplane rise, and it's got a pull force. It's got a, it's got a really strong pull force, and it actually takes all the heat out of your attic. It kind of pulls it through the to the top. We cut an inch and a half on either side of the ridge board at the peak, and it lets the heat it, escape through there. Yes, sir, it escapes through there. The ridge vent has has baffles, and uh, like well, like I said, I cut an inch and a half on either side, so that's a three three inch opening. And then we put the ridge vent across the entire attic space because we cut it. We cut across the entire attic space, all the way to to the soffit, at each edge. So that's going to be maybe 18 inches from each edge. But uh, we run the Cobra ridge vent all the way, all the way to each edge. 
which other roofing companies don't do. They'll run it, they'll run it, you know, a few feet away from the edge. You're supposed to run it all the way to the edge for perpendicular and parallel wind pull force. Mm-hmm. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> and then on top of that ridge van, of course, then you install your ridge cap shingles. And it's really aesthetically p- appealing. It looks really great, especially on a lifetime dimensional roof. And with a lifetime um, ridge caps, they're really thick. And um, it really looks beautiful. So, And it, would you say that's one of the best ways to keep your roof cool? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's uh, If you have a balanced intake and exhaust... If, if, if you have a stronger intake and a really weak exhaust system, um, your roof is going to deteriorate twice as fast, you know, so you're not going to get that 25-year warranty. It's mm-hmm. going to, within 12 to 15 years, you're already going to see that it's already, it's, it's wore out. I mean, it's, uh, you're starting to have uh, side effects. <laughs> you're yeah. starting to rent shingles, starting to blow off. You're starting to get that warping in the decking well, on the roof sheathing. And with, with 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 the Central Texas area, we have, you know, just about 300 days of sun. Most of those days, especially in the summer, are unbearable just because of the heat and humidity that kicks in. So I imagine that you would need a cooling system like that to make your roof last about yes, 20 to 25 years. Yes, sir. That's that's going to be the top of the line. And then, again, you could use um, solar exhaust vents. <laughs> those are those are pretty, pretty great. Also, uh, what we do is. We run it, uh, oh, maybe a couple of feet from the top. Uh, exhaust vent has to be uh, at the highest peak uh, because that's heat rises and, and and you have to have the exhaust vent towards the top. If anybody, if there's another exhaust vent or any kind of other uh, um, heat escaping anything below that that highest peak, what happens? It's uh, high to low draft, and you. It, it's just like trying to air up a tire, and you've got a you've got a, an air leak a little bit, you know, away from there. Mm-hmm. It it you don't have that hundred percent pull force. So you <laughs> uh, some of these roofers they put they they install the Cobra Ridge vent on all the peaks, and you're not, you're only supposed to install it on the highest peak. Well, Roland, just even speaking with you within this first half hour of our program, I can tell that you know you certainly do have that forty four years of experience. And I know that you had mentioned something on the break that, you know, there are sometimes leaks that other companies can't find, uh, maybe cannot fix. You told me that there was someone that uh, was dealing with a leak for nine years. You were able to go in there, identify the problem and tackle it. Would you let our listeners know how you did that? Well, uh, there was this lady up uh, right here off of 360. Uh, She had a metal roof. It was was pretty steep. It's probably about a 10 and 12 pitch. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a pretty pretty large. Right in the middle of where the where the roofs meet, there was three three uh, sections of the roof. There's a front, and then two side gables, and it, right in the center there was a flat roof in the center. And it had a big a big hole where where, where the leak was. There was a leak. Yeah. Well, there wasn't. Well, it was leaking then because of that hole that had rotted out there. But there wasn't the 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 original the original leak. It's just the water was traveling underneath the metal panels. Uh, way <laughs> like twenty feet away, and uh, and then traveling underneath the panels and going underneath the flat roof, low slope material, and rotted it, rot, completely rotted out of hole. There was an insurance company there and two major roofing companies, and they said they pointed out to that hole and they said this is where the leak is at, and I said no, it's not. <laughs> anyway, uh, what happened? It was leaking at the on the on the flashing. It was a standing seam roof. Metal, metal standing seam roof, and, and the standing seams, 
someone when they were, were walking on the roof because of being steep, they were trying to walk along the ridge, the ridge flashing, and they bent the standing seam over. So the little uh-huh. enclosures, the enclosures under the ridge flashing, uh, uh, pff, there was a gap about maybe, maybe about a half inch where they were stepping. They were stepping and, you know, bent the, bent the standing seam. And I could see it. <laughs> and, you know, you could see where the water was. Wind, wind-driven rain was coming in. in. Nine years and nobody could figure that out. <laughs> Almost a decade. Yes, sir. Yes, Living sir. with that. But anyway, uh, I fixed it. There was a, there was, and I fixed it. And then uh, I called the lady after, after a big storm. And she wouldn't answer the phone. So I waited for another big storm and I called her. And she said, wow, I don't believe it. <laughs> After nine years, and you fixed it. So, yeah, that, that was cool. Well, that is one trained eye that you have. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Again, we're sitting down with Roland Lopez, the project manager for Gen Pro Roofing. If you would like to get in contact with Gen Pro Roofing, you can do so by calling them at 512-573-0055. Again, that's 512-573-0055. They are located in Kyle, Texas, but they have been serving the greater Austin area since 2003. Roland, we're, you know, we're coming up to another break, but we still have time for just one more question. Um, and I'm going to ask you, should shingles be installed on a low slope roof? No, sir. A low slope roof is is uh, like a flat roof or a little bit of slope where at least where the water will run off. But what happens in major flash floods and stuff, the water doesn't drain fast enough and the water will get back underneath the shingles and it'll leak where the shingles meet at the seams. And through the water lines, they'll, the water will come through there and just, <laughs> it won't drain fast enough and it'll come through. So what we do is we use modified modified torch, low slope material on uh, on low slopes and flat roofs. Uh, <laughs> some of these roofers, they, they use shingles on there and, uh, you know, they're just not experts or they don't know how to do torch down. So, uh, so they, <laughs> the homeowner doesn't know any better yeah. and they get away with, uh, you know, just... Uh, <laughs> Uh, installing uh, uh, shingles on a on a low slope, and uh, well, later on, uh, maybe maybe the water won't come all the way through, not all the time, and then you start getting moisture damage, and then the homeowner will find out, you know. But their warranties already run out, whatever, or the or they can't find that roofing company. Yeah, they'll call them. <laughs> or, or they would have disappeared. Yes, sir. Yeah. Yes, sir. And when moisture damage comes, you know the. the I, I would imagine homeowners' worst nightmare, mold, eventually. Oh, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Uh, yeah, you start smelling a uh, musty uh, uh, smell even inside your house. Uh, the water will travel in the walls, and you won't even know it. Sometimes uh, water coming inside your wall and stuff because it, it just isn't, hasn't seeped all the way through yet, uh, you know, at times. But I can get on a roof and identify a leak. You know, what I do is I inspect the roof. I'll be able to identify where water's coming in or a potential leak. And uh, we do a lot of that. We do preventive maintenance. And, uh, and um, you know, so <laughs> your roof will outlast, will will last quite a few more years, even though if it, it could be wore out, you know, somewhat. But we fix the leak or we fix, we do, like I said, preventive maintenance is, is, a, is the best way to go if you keep your, your roof around just a little while longer to save a little money in your pocketbook. And again, we're sitting down with Roland Lopez, project manager for Gen Pro Roofing. 
GenPro Roofing has earned an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, and they are long-standing members of the Kyle Chamber of Commerce for any residential or commercial roofing need. Again, if you would like to contact GenPro Roofing, you can do so by calling 512-573-0055. We're going to take another break, and when we come back, there are some terms that maybe you as a listener may not know when it comes to roofing, like Dead Valley and Cricket. Roland Lopez is going to answer those questions. Let us know what those terms mean when we come back right here on Ask the Experts. Welcome back to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. I'm your host, Matt Alvarez, and we are sitting down with Roland Lopez, the project manager for GenPro Roofing. Roland joins the program with 44 years of roofing experience. And with that, he's acquired some terms that maybe you as a listener may not be too familiar with. So, Roland, my first question for you is Dead Valley. What is Dead Valley? Okay, for instance, uh, two roofs meet together, and in the center of where the two roofs meet together, there's going to be a valley, a valley. Oh. Okay, a valley, but a, a normal valley, it has a slope. A uh, dead valley, it has no slope or very little slope, you know, and water can, you know, it potentially can leak. Would it, would it be where water is allowed to pull and accumulate Yes, sir. Roof? Yes, sir. It can accumulate uh, on a, a dead valley. What we do uh, on a dead valley, uh, again, we use low slope material, and we have to run it a minimum of 18 inches underneath the, the transition, the shingle transition. Uh, that way, because the water's not going to travel up that high. Uh, not with, you know, we leave a little bit of room where for the dead valley. Uh, at the bottom, we don't cut, we cut, we we run the shingle maybe uh, a two inches, two inches or a little bit more mm-hmm. uh, from the bottom at the base. That way water can, has room to run. You never want to run the shingle all the way down to the, to the bottom because anything that gets underneath that shingle uh, can leak. It'll, it'll, it'll find a place. Water travels in the path of least resistance. And it's going to find a way to get in. When you see a leak, it's going to travel through any penetration, light fixtures. Where the decking meets, uh, the water can get, that's where it can get in. Uh, vents, you know, the exhaust vents have, have a uh, eight inch, eight inch diameter hole. The water, the water can come in uh, and, and it'll travel. So, but yeah. anyway, um, yeah, on the Dead Valley, get back, getting back to Dead Valley, is it's a low slope, a really low slope. Uh, where the two roofs meet, uh, or maybe three roofs, uh, where, uh, but it's valley is where, where the water flows. But a dead valley, is, uh, water doesn't flow very, it, it tends to, to accumulate there uh, in a dead valley. And you have to be really careful uh, what material you use, uh, what metal flashings you use, or metal. Uh, we, we, on some dead valleys, we use metal. We put, um, we're going to run felt paper uh, on that dead valley up 18 inches underneath uh, the up the, the pitched roof before we install the shingles. And then uh, we're going to run, let's just say it's going to be a custom bent and soldered uh, metal flashing uh, that'll be in that dead valley. Uh, 
that's 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 the the best way to go with with metal. Uh, you know, custom band soldered, uh, and then installing the shingles correctly over that. You know, and then leaving room for the water to run at the right at the base. Like I said, leave uh, start up a little higher, a couple of inches higher minimum, so that uh, the water doesn't get back underneath the shingles. Water's going to, you know, come off the roof. You're going to have a little bit of slope. Uh, and if the water, if the water doesn't, doesn't uh, dissipate within 48 hours to 72 hours, I mean, you're, you're going to get damaged. I mean, the, the material is going to not last as long. You're, uh, you'll start getting uh, deterioration. Now, and like you said, the, the point is to keep water out of your home because once it finds its way from your roof, it'll leak right into your walls and that yes, snowballs into a much larger problem. And so what is a cricket? Well, uh, a cricket is, is uh, this, for instance, you have a chimney. Let's say you've got a long slope. You have a really big roof, and at the bottom of your roof, you have your chimney. Mm-hmm. And what happens is there's going to be water running, you know, depending on the pitch of your roof, it's going to run down uh, really, really fast, especially in a flash flood or whatever. And it'll, it'll, it'll run down and, and hit the back of that, of, of that chimney. And that chimney's going to be pretty big, so it's just going to splash. It's going to splash right there. And, and if the flashing's not high enough and you, and, uh, and, and you don't install it correctly, the best, best thing to do is put a cricket back there. It's like a little roof. It can, it can either be a metal cricket or it can be, a, it can be a, you know, a wood decking, a little, little roof behind that chimney. It's going to have to be, uh, you know, built it with a, uh, you know, a wood structure. Uh, two by two by six, you know, a little rafter system uh, behind that chimney, and then put the you know the OSB decking, whatever uh, roof sheathing, and then felt, and then shingles, and then you're gonna have your base flashing and your counter flashing into the uh, into the chimney mortar, the the brick, whether it be brick or stone or whatever, we have to cut with the uh, diamond blade uh, into the into the mortar, and then uh, the 90 degree uh, L flashing, counter flashing, it's going to have, uh, it's going to overlap that base flashing, and maybe a couple of inches, you know, or an inch and a quarter is going to go back into into the uh, into the chimney mortar, you know. To uh, then you have to remortar, remortar that that also that flashing has a little lip also to keep the you know to catch the water. Uh, it's got a lip that that that's that's pointed in a in like in a 45 degree upward. And uh, you stick that flashing into the into the mortar, and then you remortar that. That's that's what a cricket is anyway. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Open Valley. I think you briefly mentioned it before when I asked you about Dead Valley. But what is Open Valley? And also, uh, when is an Open Valley recommended? Okay, an Open Valley is where instead of uh, lapping your shingles, the valley is where the two the two slopes meet, and uh, and then it has a water running right in the middle. Uh, down the slope where the, where all the water just accumulates right there in the middle of the of the slopes uh, and runs down the valley the closed valleys where the water the shingles are going to be underlapping and then overlapping and then cutting down the middle maybe about an inch high uh, that's that's going to be a closed valley and then the open valley is where you run uh, for instance we run 36 inch wide peel and stick storm guard in the valley uh, first over the felt paper and then we run when we run the v form 30-inch wide, 24-gauge galvanized uh, V-form, Splash Valley. And then uh, we, uh, manufacturer recommended on a lifetime shingle, 
is open. That's when you really need a, to have an open valley. Is when you're using the uh, dimensional lifetime shingle, and uh, uh, most of these roofers see because the, the shingle is a lot thicker, and you're not supposed to have it's not supposed to have a bend to it, mm-hmm. and uh, being so you know thicker a, a thicker a thicker uh, roofing material, you're supposed to just run it run it uh, maybe an inch and a half about an inch and a half on either side of that V form, and cut it on both sides. And, and leave it open where the water leaves room for the water just to run down the valley. That's an open valley. You know, uh, like I said, manufacturer recommended open valleys on dimensional lifetime shingle. And again, we're sitting down with Roland Lopez, the project manager for GenPro Roofing. If you would like to get in contact with GenPro Roofing today, you can do so by calling 512-573-0055, located in Kyle, Texas, but serving the greater Austin area since 2003. Roland, one more question for you before we head to break. Why is a secondary leak protection important? Well, what we use for secondary leak protection is is the uh, StormGuard ice and water shield, 36-inch wide peel and stick um, fiberglass matting. And uh, what we do, like, for instance, on uh, over a PVC over a PVC pipe, you know, the, the, that's the plumbing that's, that's sticking out uh, the ventil- that vents your, your bathroom uh, toilet and stuff. It comes up through the roof uh, that you'll see that white PVC pipe. Uh, anyway, what we do is we uh, cut the uh, storm guard fiberglass matting two feet in diameter, and then we run a little X in the middle, and then we, we push it over the, the PVC pipe. And that's, that's a... That's after we've already uh, cut the shingles. Uh, we've already installed the shingles that go underneath underneath the the, the the PVC flashing. And then we, for secondary leak protection, we run the, the ice and water shield, storm guard, right on right onto that pipe to keep the water from coming in, wind-driven rain. Let's, let's say you have a big storm and your shingles are blowing off and stuff like that, and uh, right next to that vent. Well, that ice and water shield storm guard keeps keeps the uh, water from coming in your house. Uh, it's, it's, you know, secondary leak protection. Keeps your house from leaking when, uh, you know, <laughs> there's flash floods and stuff. I mean, you know, the water's going to come in. It's going to find a way to come in. So with that storm guard, that uh, secondary leak protection at all our penetrations and our valleys and everywhere else, it's just going to keep your roof from leaking, <laughs> keep your house uh, moisture-proof. Again, Roland Lopez, project manager for GenPro Roofing. Again, you're listening to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. We're speaking with Roland Lopez, the project manager for GenPro Roofing. If you have any questions and would like to contact GenPro Roofing, you can do so by calling 512-573-0055. Again, that's 512-573-0055. We're going to take our final break for the program. But when we come back... Roland is going to answer some questions as into plumbing on the roof and maybe the best roof material to have. That and much more right here on Ask the Experts on Talk 1370. Talk 1370. You're listening to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370. I'm your host, Matt Alvarez, and I'm sitting down with Roland Lopez, the project manager for GenPro Roofing. 
Roland comes to us with 44 years of experience in GenPro Roofing, located in Kyle, Texas, but serving the greater Austin area since 2003. If you would like to contact them today, you can do so by calling 512-573-0055. Again, that's 512-573-0055. Roland, we have a few minutes before the end of the program, so we're going to try and get through the last few of these questions. First question, what is more important, intake or exhaust ventilation? Well, uh, you have to have a balanced intake and exhaust system. Uh, not one is more important than the other. If it's if it's not if it's not uh, balanced, it doesn't work correctly. So, uh, and it's and it's it's the most important part of the it's the most important uh, part of your roof system is going to be the uh, intake and exhaust ventilation. On the intakes, what 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 the deal is? Your intakes are right underneath the soffits, right at the right at the eave of your roof, right at the bottom. Uh, the rakes are on the edge, the side edges of your roof, and the bottoms are the eaves. The eaves, the eaves. What happens is the air circulates right at the bottom of the roof, and it kind of circulates in a circle. I don't know. It's it's, it's scientific or whatever, but it circulates. I because I always see the picture of the, of the arrow circulating. Mm-hmm. You know, so it circulates at the bottom of the roof. So the intakes have to be right there, right at, right under, right where your fascia board is at. Uh, uh, underneath the the soffit, the soffit is is what uh, sticks out at the bottom of your roof when you're looking straight up at your roof, and your and your eaves are right underneath you, and that's where the intakes go. The intakes you have to have one every eight foot, every, at a minimum one every eight foot. Some 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 uh, some are some are better. There's continuous 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 intake ventilation. Which is they're all a bunch of like a hardy board soffit. It has continuous intakes, a bunch of little holes that are underneath the soffit right there at the eave, and that's the, that's the best the best intake. Uh, I mean, next to you know uh, solar intakes, uh, solar intake uh, ventilation vents. Uh, now those those are are upgraded right there. I mean that's a that's a better way to go. But uh, the normal homeowner has just regular. Uh, soffit intakes and uh, so that's where the air circulates and it comes in there it cir- it comes in inside your attic right through there right at the, at the bottom of the eave and it goes inside your attic and then what you have at the very at the very peak of your uh, of your roof is going to be the cobra ridge vent again uh, and that's at the peak so what happens is the heat rises and you're getting all this pull force at the very peak with the exhaust and it's pulling it's pulling all the heat upward and, and, and coming out and circulating like a round circle in in from the bottom and out from the top. And that's um, that's the intake and exhaust ventilation system and not one is more important than the other. And well, you know, what is actually the best roof material to have? And um I, what what are the different types of roof materials that okay, have? Okay, okay, uh, that's a difficult question as far as it's what's something the best. I've been interested in myself. What's the best? Uh, some people prefer metal roofs. Uh, yeah, they're they're great. The metal roofs are great. They they really last. You know, if installed correctly. I don't. You know, like I said, any roof system if it's not installed correctly is not going to be the best. Uh, but uh, again, so uh, uh, it's going to also. Depend on where you place the nail on the shingle. It's it's got to be correctly correctly placed, 
Well, what's the best? Okay, let me I think best would probably um, be upon maybe a customer's preference. Yeah. Because uh, I've noticed metal roofs around the city, uh, it's kind of a trend. Uh, maybe uh, it, it seems a lot more popular right now than it has been before in the past. Yeah, we installed metal roofs. And we installed shingles. We installed modified torch. Uh, we installed every, every type of roof. But um, the best is that's a hard question because... Uh, like I said, if it's installed correctly, uh, they're all going to be the best. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's gonna also going to depend on what what area you live in. I mean, if you live, you know, uh, uh, where there's going to be a lot of uh, snow or if you live here in Texas, I mean, you know, it's, it's all going to depend on your ventilation system again and, uh, you know, what system are you going to want. If it's a low-slope roof system, if it's a flat roof, you're going to want modified torch. Modified torch uh, is is a, is way to go on a flat roof. To go the way to go on a, on a pitched roof, uh, you know, aesthetically appealing is going to be maybe a, a designer shingle that would they look really really beautiful mm-hmm. and installed correctly. You know, uh, uh, they'll last they'll last a long time. They'll uh, what lifetime of a roof? You know, it could last 30, 40 years. You know, and it's supposed to last longer, but it's it's uh, uh, with this Texas weather and stuff, you know, you're going to have, I mean, with that, all this bad hail hitting and all these bad wind storms and everything else. So, But uh, like I said, if it's installed correctly uh, or upgraded to where you have six nails, I mean, the roof, is it won't ever blow off, uh, you know, so 110, 130 mile an hour wind warranty on the on the uh, lifetime dimensionals. Uh, that's, that's, to me, that's my favorite, my favorite roofing system, favorite roof is is going to be the the dimensional shingle. I've, I've just been a. I started when I started roofing. I, I started installing shingles, so I've always they've always been my favorite. But uh, metal roofs, metal roofs are, I guess, um, depending on you know. Uh, the thing about it is a metal roof is it costs like twice as much as a regular roof. So uh, <laughs> there again, you know, it's it's. It, I guess it's it, it would be the best probably a metal roof. Because it costs twice as much, so I guess you'd have to say that uh, it's the best. <laughs> well, and, you know, it, what is also plumbing on the roof? What is that about? Well, plumbing. Uh, what happens is uh, when they're when they're uh, when you know, let's say it's a new house and they're and they're putting putting all the plumbing and all the pipes in. Uh, they have to vent. They have to vent the bathroom uh, toilets. So they, what they do, what they do is they run the pipe through the wall and up through the roof. And uh, that's what the plumbing, if, if that question, uh, that's what that means. Uh, the, the PVC pipes, those are, pl- those are the plumbing that comes through the roof. So there's actual pipes on top of the roof outside of your, yes, sir. on top it, of your shingles? Yes, sir. It, it sticks out. It sticks out uh, uh, about uh, 18 inches higher than the roof, uh, than, the, than the slope, than the, the base, right there where the shingles where the shingles are at, mm-hmm. and what we do on the PVC pipes, we use a lead boot, a lead boot uh, pipe flashing, which uh, which is a lifetime a lifetime uh, material. It's lead, and it lasts forever. Mm-hmm. What we do is we, like I said, we we installed first we installed the 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 storm guard ice and water shield uh, PVC uh, <laughs> uh, peel and stick. Over, over the pipe, that, that plumbing, that, uh, that pipe we're talking about, that PVC pipe. And, um, and then we installed, you know, uh, the base, that lead boot over, over that. 
where we already installed the shingles underneath, and then we're going to put shingles on top of that, on top of that lead boot, at the you know the the upper half of that lead boot, because we've installed shingles are going under and over the water. The shingles overlap, and then the water just runs over. And one final question for you: What is your record with the BBB? Well, we have a hundred percent immaculate record with the Better Business Bureau, and. <laughs> It was really hard. I mean, what happened is when I was younger, you know, I made mistakes, you know, and I, I kind of learned from my mistakes, uh, you know. And uh, for the last 15 years, in January would be 15 years that uh, we've had Gempro, and I've been with Gempro, and uh, <laughs> we don't make mistakes. If we make a mistake, we correct it really quick. You know, uh, I don't uh, usually don't make mistakes for, because of my experience. Yeah, if one of my guys make a mistake or something, you know, I, I'm, I, uh, I'm always overlooking the job. My guys, uh, I don't even need to babysit my roofing crew. They're, they're the greatest. They're my heroes. They're my heroes. They roof like I did when I was younger. You know, so I was, uh, <laughs> me, and my, me and my partner, uh, Albert, Albert Zamora, we roofed for 20 years <laughs> together. Uh, he, I started roofing with him. And uh, he was a he was a <laughs> he was a kind of uh, I would I would call him like a caveman. He was uh, really strong and 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 stout, uh, sturdy. I guess what you say. But anyway, um, he would carry two bundles up the up 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 the ladder, and uh, walk barefooted on the roof until it got too hot. Well, within six months, I gained thirty pounds when I was seventeen, and I was running two bundles up the ladder also, and walking barefooted on the roof and. <laughs> And had calluses on my knees, and my and my hands, and everything. And I just, I just love, love working really hard. And 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 uh, just, I learned that from my grandfather working with him when I was younger. And uh, <laughs> I just love hard work. And roofing is 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 uh, my life. Well, Roland, I want to thank you again for joining us on the program today, sharing a little piece of your 44 years of experience with our listeners. And again, to contact. Uh, Roland or the people of GenPro Roofing, you can call them at 512-573-0055. Roland, thank you again for joining us on the program. I appreciate you. I appreciate uh, all the audience out there. If you, if you, if you want to get your roof done correctly, call GenPro Roofing and Kyle. We're the best. We're not the biggest, but we're the best. That about wraps it up for this episode of Ask the Experts. Feel free to contact us with any of your questions by emailing us, asktheexperts at talk1370.com. I'm Matt Alvarez. Again, you've been listening to Ask the Experts right here on Talk 1370, and we'll see you next week. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island Jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.